An uplifter is a compelling leader who tries to breathe life and hope into people around them. Who listen and care and guide and help. Whose way of being in the world inspires. Who uplifts with humor and understanding. Who leads by example. Don't judge. Vulnerable. Bold determination. Who are here to create a better world. Who can learn and teach. Who encourages you. Who shines their light to lead other people. Who uses their best self in order to help others. And the life that I like and I work toward that. We are all uplifters. Mwah. Big love. Welcome to the Uplifters Podcast. I'm your host, Aranza Savas, and today I'm joined by my friend, Tamika Murray. Tamika is the founder of I Am My Sister. She also happens to be one of my friendship role models. Watching the way she shows up and shows love for those in her circle inspires me constantly. Tamika, I'm so grateful that you joined me here today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. (laughs) I'm excited to be here. You have been my inspiration. So for us to be inspiring each other, it just means so much. It's a pretty beautiful thing. I've gotten to watch the impact you've had on a lot of rooms. And I don't know how much you sense this because it's your life and your perspective. And It can be difficult to see the impact we make, but without even speaking, I have watched you bring sunlight into gray rooms and there is just something about your pure Tamika-ness that makes everything feel lighter and brighter. I know you've had a wild last three years. When did, and I'm going to label this the grand evolution, but what do you call it? And when did it begin? It started when the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. It was when the world shut down and I was always into like, just getting to know me. It just, I guess a brief history is I was, I was a teen mom. I was a mom at 15 and, you know, so my, I grew up raising my kids. Like, so they labeled it as a child having a child. So, and when the pandemic hit, my son, he was turning 21. So it was like, yes, I can finally like, just take care of me. Right. That doesn't mean that my kids go away, but it just means that now they're adults and now I get to finally give myself the attention that I needed. Yeah. And that that was such a solitary focus for you for so many years. When you started to look at your life, what did you see? Now I see it's freedom, right? It's freedom to just... I get to just be, I get to just show up. And the only person at this point of my life that I have to take care of and make sure is okay is me. Like I check for my children and everything, but for the first time, 
It was, how does Tamika feel? I didn't have to go through a list of people in order to get to Tamika. Mm-hmm. So that's what actually, and, you know, and I, and making a decision at the end of 2020 to move into my own apartment. It was scary, but it was also big because. And you'd been living with a partner, right? I was living with my fiance and I'm like, I need my, I need my own space. And not that because it was something wrong with us, but it was because at that moment, like I've always wanted to know what it felt like to just take care of me. And while I was living with him, he's an awesome provider. He, you know, he made sure everything was taken care of, but I'm like, what would it look like if I just took care of me? And didn't have to lean on a comfort zone because I felt like he was that security blanket. But for the first time, I just wanted to just take care of me. And so I applied for the apartment that I'm in now. And I believe in the law of attraction. So I put it out there that this is what I wanted. And I wanted to get my own apartment. And within two weeks, I was getting my keys and got approved for the apartment. So, you know, whereas for him, he kind of looked at it like I probably was planning it forever because who really gets an apartment within two weeks? But one of the other ways that I was taking care of myself is I was also making sure like my credit was good. All right. Like, so everything was pretty much aligned in me taking care of myself where, you know, prior to my credit was not something that I wanted to be proud of. But I did all of the work that I needed to do to make sure like when I was ready and I needed to do something that my credit was going to be fine. So that was kind of like my first step of caring for myself while I was actually living with him. But I knew that there was going to be a bigger picture in the care for myself. And it just aligned it where because I did all of the work that I needed to do on fixing my credit it allowed me the opportunity to be able to come apply for an apartment and not have to just take any apartment, but be intentional about where I wanted to live. And so I live in between two parks. So I knew that this is where I wanted to live. So I'm like, okay. And, and like I said, in the next day she called me and she was like, Oh, you got approved. So on new year's day, of 2021, I actually brought the new year in, in my apartment. And I was intentional also that day is I wanted to bring the, I usually bring the new year in with family. That's my mom's birthday. May she rest in peace. So it was a tradition that we always celebrated New Year's together. But that New Year's Eve, I wanted to bring it in by myself. And not because I was lonely, but because I was actually full. I claimed what I wanted and I received it. So I had my mom's picture with me. I had my mom's urn with me. I had a candle and I ain't have nothing else in here <laughs> but me, my mom and the candle. And that's how I bought, that's how I bought the new year in. And every day since I've been here, I've decided that One, my household was always going to be a place of peace. And not that I don't go through anything, but when I do, I'm intentional about getting up 
and going for a walk because I want to make sure that my household stays peaceful. What a radical idea that is to take the drama outside and not let it live with you. There's something else I hear in what you're saying, which sounds like being enough for yourself, which is maybe an even more radical idea for most women. What is it like to really be with your own company? I love it. I love it. Most of the time I'm when I'm here because I have big windows, I'm in here and I can be in my apartment with the TV off. I do like listening to music, but there's times that I don't even turn the music on. When I come home, I shower and I can just lay in here still, like just relaxing in complete silence because of just the way that I care for myself. And it took work to get get here where just being able to sit in silence and not have your, you know, your mind wandering. I consider myself sometimes like an overthinker. I can sit in here and I can be silent and be okay and not have my mind racing all over. But it took it took some time to get here. But I'm happy that I arrived. What was that work like? I did a few, I did a self-development workshop. So I invested in myself. I have a therapist. Not only if something is bad or something went wrong, do I invest in myself? I also invest in myself when things are good. Like, because sometimes it's like, you know, we, I, you can get caught up with just saying, you know what? I'm going to do this work when I'm going through something, when, you know, the anxiety attacks come. Right. All of those things take place. But when I knew that this is what I wanted, I was like, what would it look like for me to also do the work when I am in my happy place to where the work continues versus it just only showing up when I'm not having a good day or a good moment? I think it's something that's really hard for a lot of women. But you and I have been in each other's lives for a lot of years. So I've gotten to witness how you are. And I see you more in social media now than in person. And one of the things that really jumps out to me is that you are more celebratory than most people. You strike me as somebody who is constantly looking for the wins and the beauty and the remarkable, even in the ordinary, you see it for its extraordinariness. And that to me is such a powerful strength of yours to be able to name and identify and then shout joy for those little things that feel really big when you honor them. Being able to celebrate the small things with the community and the ladies that are in different groups that I'm a part of. And, you know, I've been a consultant with the Budgetista, running her dream catcher groups as her national dream catcher leader. One of the things that I encourage with the ladies that I interact with on a monthly basis is to celebrate because we're so hard, especially as women, because we're taught we got to show up, mm-hmm. right? Like when everybody else is sick, we got to take care of everybody else. But when we're sick, we still got to show up, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, It's exhausting. And we're so hard on ourselves. Say, I went for a walk today and I did an hour. Instead of saying, 
oh, I only did an hour, just change the way, take the only out of it mm-hmm. and celebrate that you just, you did an hour, period. Mm-hmm. The only doesn't need to be there because then it's like, did the walk mean anything, right? So it's the language that I'm mindful, right? Did it mean anything if we're calling it only? Yes, it does mean something, right? And so leading the ladies through a debt elimination challenge and someone may have been able to pay off one of their credit cards, right? And it's like, celebrate that, right? Don't sit there and, you know, and downplay it, right? It's an accomplishment getting to the next step of your financial journey. So just in everyday life, I was excited today because I cooked dinner. I haven't cooked dinner. And like today I was like, wow, I cooked dinner. I'm excited. It's something that I haven't done in a minute. And I'm like, look at me. Today I stayed home on purpose because of personal situation. I wasn't okay to go to work. And I made the decision when I got up this morning and I'm like, no. I'm going to take time for myself and not force myself to just be when I knew that I wasn't okay. And there is some woman listening to this right now who is thinking to herself, it never would have occurred to me to take care of me in that moment. Because so many of us are so accountable to our commitments that we forget that the person who most needs our accountability and commitment is ourselves. And it's like just looking in the mirror and saying, what do I need? Mm -hmm. And one of the questions that I asked, and I had to ask myself this last night, what does support look like to you right now? Mm -hmm. What do you need? Mm -hmm. And I needed a moment. I needed to be able to get myself together. I pretty much sat in here most of the day in silence because I just needed to process what it was, but I gave myself permission to do so. And not beating myself up like, oh my gosh, you got to go to work or, you know, you should be doing this. And it was like, no. If you don't go, you're going to get fired. If you don't go, you're not going to get promoted. If you don't go, you're not going to be valuable. If you don't go, other people's feelings are going to be hurt. They're going to have to work, right? There's so many things we can pile on to ourselves that turn up as guilt and shame. And so then we don't take care of ourselves. And I want to just point out something in your question. You said, what, what kind of support do I need? What does it look like for me? Because we do get super generic about our ideas and our expectations of these things, right? Like it's like, this is what support looks like. And it'd be easy for me to say, oh, work for Tamika, it's going to work for me. But that's not right. It's about honoring what's true for us. We can't say we need support if we first don't know what support looks like to ourselves. No. And my sister circle is the same thing where I ask the ladies all the time, how do you need us to support you? We're sister friends and we're here for each other, but each day, maybe each hour might be something different that you need from us. So in order for me to really support you, I need, you need to first identify what the support look like to you first in order for you to be able to filter it down to anybody else. Right. If you was to call me and say, well, Tamika, what did you need? What do you need? But if I don't know, because I never even asked myself the question, then how do I tell you what I need support on? And then I can't be mad if you're not supporting me in the way that I need. Right. Because it's human nature to assume that other people need what we need and to try to get in and be really confused when it's not what they need. 
And so I describe you as being this masterful friend. And I think that's a part of it because you are aware that everyone has different needs and you take that to a different level by asking people what those are. And the beauty of that is you know better how to show up for them. There's less frustration and friction in the relationship because you were being meaningful and intentional in that relationship. And what a beautiful act of love to trigger that self-reflection in others. Because I feel like every time we ask a question like that, what kind of support do you need? The response starts with, oh, good question. And to me, good question is really people saying, oh, I hadn't thought of that. And I really want to know the answer myself. Right. And it gives you an opportunity not to feel like you're forced to answer the question now because you can pause and say, can I get back to you? If I don't know the answer, why give a generic answer? Because then when the support comes and that's not the support you need, you're not going to use it anyway. (laughs) So it's like pause. If you don't know the answer, it's okay. Give yourself permission to say, you know what? Can I get back to you? Because I don't know. And it's just honoring that I don't know what I need right now, but I can get back to you. Yep. It started the conversation. And most of the time, it's not about finding all the answers. It's about asking the questions and opening ourselves to the answers. You talk about the law of attraction. For people who aren't familiar with that idea, what do you mean by it? It's when you speak something, you just, you put it out there. and the universe is going to answer in some kind of way. And just one of the things that I'm mindful of now, because sometimes I'm like, I ask for something and I, sometimes I'm not ready. And I'm like, oh, wait, so that happened really fast. I wasn't expecting that, right? Like, you know, we're getting my apartment. And when I started looking for apartments, this build, the, the way I'm living at came up. And I'm like, Really? And then I got the call the very next day. So they say when you ask for something, you got to be ready Mm -hmm. because you never know when it's coming. It could be scary sometimes. I'm not saying it's not because I was like, oh, wait, I don't know if I really was ready. And I almost talked myself out of it. And I was like, you know what? This is what you asked for. You You got it. You're so brave to say yes. It had to be kind of scary to go out on your own. I walked in here with absolutely nothing. So all of it was scary. It was like, okay, you know, what am I going to eat? <laughs> right? Like I'm going to be eating oodles and noodles for like a year or something and how long is it going to take me to get a, you know, a bed? Like so I was oh, I, that's when the overthinking started coming in, but it really came together really nicely. And the support that I received was unmatched. And just the way that I show up for people, my family and friends, they showed up for me. I feel like there is somewhere in the world at this very second, some woman in the middle of folding a giant pile of laundry who was just stopped in her tracks and just dropped all that laundry on the floor with the realization that She could take care of herself and that she could be free and she could start over. So if you were talking to that woman right now, what would you say to her, Tamika? 
I would say trust yourself. Trust yourself and know that it's possible. It works out as long as you do the work and you stay true to what it is that you want to do. It's going to happen. And almost three years later, and this was one of the best gifts that I have given myself as an adult. I wouldn't change anything about it, even the moments of being scared. But I allowed myself to feel each emotion. I processed the emotion when it came up. And again, it's not because the relationship was broken. It was actually just me deciding to pour into myself because it was a desire that I had to just take care of Tamika, not Tamika and her three children, not Tamika and her partner. It was more that the decision was about Tamika and Tamika alone. What an empowering and liberating decision. And when we talk about uplifters creating space to nurture and nourish their own dreams and their own goals. So often it's, I want to start a business or I want to write a book or I want to travel the world. And yet I think too, there is this urge in so many women to just get intimately familiar with themselves, to have the freedom to just do things the way they want to after a life of serving others. And certainly you have not slowed down in loving on and caring for other people. It's just that you really added yourself to this mix in a consistent and prioritized way. Everybody says you got to fill up your cup so that you can pour into others. And so I decided this year I'm going to fill the cup, but this year I'm going to drink from the cup. And then whatever spills over is what I would give to others. So instead of just taking the whole cup, right, and giving it to everyone else and just leaving everything else that was over for me, this time I'm taking the cup for me. And then I still want to pour into other people. I still want to give because I just love, you know, acts of service. But I'm like, I get to go first this time. And what have you noticed about your cup as a result? It's fuller. Mm. It's fuller. And and I still pour. But even when I'm pouring and I'm pouring into other people, I still first check in with Tamika. Right? If it's something, I, I don't make plans and to try to break them. But if I'm not okay at that moment, then even if I'm still going to show up, I still will take time out for myself and then still show up. But before I used to show up and not be okay and then take care of Tamika. So now it's the reverse where I take care of me first and then I show up. Yeah. Because when you wait, it's almost like the cup is almost broken by that point. So you have to like get a new cup. It's just a lot more work. Like you got to try to put crazy glue on it. Right? You got to put all the pieces together. And I'm like, I don't want to operate that way anymore. And, you know, and I love service. I love community. But I'm like, it's not serving me 
if I'm giving more to everyone else than I'm giving to myself. Let's put that on a t-shirt. So (laughs) Tamika, let's talk about I am my sister. How did that come to be? A friend of mine passed away from having a stroke. And our last encounter was at the hospital. I was holding her hand and I said, you know, you're my sister. And she couldn't talk, but she wiggled her toes. And then she passed away. So last year, as I'm walking to work on the anniversary of her passing, the words I am my sister kept coming up. And I was like, you know what? I want to pour into the community. I want to pour into women, young girls. But again, I want to pour in after I take care of myself. So I still want to be intentional because hence of it's I am my sister. What does it mean to be my sister? I am my sister is where I am taking care of me, but I'm also taking care of my sisters. When I say I am my sister and I'm referencing other women, I'm also speaking to myself because I am also my sister. It was important for me to have the my in there because it included me. I curate different events for women to get together. My goal is to always have women show up at anything that I do is for them to leave better than what they came. How beautiful. What are your big dreams for this? My big dreams for I Am My Sister is to have it be inclusive to so many women. Because one thing that I I constantly hear is, oh, women can't get together, right? Once it's too many women. And I'm like, but we're the women. We get to change that narrative about women can't get together and support each other. Like we can even be supportive to each other, even if our energy doesn't align. We can still coexist and still have respect and love for each other, even if we have differences, even in the circle. I and my sister is just for women to get together and create adult friendships and curate just the simple things that we take for granted and just make them bigger. What do you believe is most important to being an adult female friend? What's important for me is when I think of like just how I show up for my friends, it's checking in, right? Knowing when my friend goes silent, right? Because I have a lot of strong friends, right? Like we get labeled as always the strong women. But I'm like, sometimes I don't want to be the strong woman. I just want to be a woman. I randomly send my friends text messages just because. Just knowing when your friend may need you or when your friend needs you to back up. It's just knowing your friends and knowing that you get out of friendship what you put into it. And knowing that if you choose to be disconnected, then people are going to disconnect from you. Mm -hmm. So you can still disconnect when you need to, but it's your responsibility to reconnect. So you have a big birthday coming up. I'm super, super excited. It's my 50th birthday. What do you want for this next decade for Tamika? I'm still processing it. I'm doing a 50-day countdown to 50. You're so good at marking the moments. You make everything so special. 
So each day I'm just speaking about how I'm feeling. It's been emotional because although I moved in here and it is still my very peaceful place, like I have some suitcases that I have to unpack. I have some things that I have to get rid of. I have some tough conversations that I'm going to have to have that I can no longer keep putting off so that as I go into turning 50, I'm not going with all of this baggage. So like each day something new comes up and I'm embracing it all. I'm actually, I'm really, really excited. And what kind of questions are you asking yourself? I'm like, what do you want? Right. What am I pretending? What are you pretending not to know? These are so great. And what I hear you doing is really this 50 days to 50 is a challenge to reflect for 50 days and to ask yourself the questions that we can miss asking ourselves. It's a really beautiful and inspiring concept. And so much of who you are as a person is asking the hard questions, facing the hard answers, and then celebrating every moment of progress, every learning, every opportunity, every bit of growth. And that, my friend, that is a recipe for a happy life. And that is why when you walk into a room, we all feel lighter and brighter because you have put down so much of your baggage that your light can shine and it makes all of us feel that same sense of sunshine on our faces. Are there any other messages you want to make sure that uplifters hear in your story? Give yourself permission to not be okay. Give yourself permission that if you need to cry, it's okay. Sometimes don't even wipe the tears away because if you don't wipe them away when you're okay, the tears will stop. They stop automatically. Feel the feeling until you are feeling better. I promise you that the tears are going to stop automatically. When we start wiping away the tears, it's kind of like telling ourselves to stop feeling. You are so special to me and I'm so grateful for this conversation and I am so excited that we recorded it so that we can share it with all the uplifters out there. Learn more about Tamika at theupliftherspodcast.com over on our Substack. That's where you'll find a beautiful community of women who are also uplifters sharing their truth and their wisdom with one another. You'll also find lots of research, ideas, tools, and understanding about what it means to be an uplifter in this beautiful world. Let's keep rising higher together. Thank you for listening to the Uplifters podcast. If you're getting a boost from these episodes, please share them with the uplifters in your life and then join us in conversation over at theupliftherspodcast.com. Head over to Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast and like, follow, and rate our show. It'll really help us connect with more uplifters and it'll ensure you never miss one of these beautiful stories. Mwah! Big love. Painted water sunshine with rosemary and tongue. 
trouble, not perplexing. Though you find it vexing, toss a star and hover. Be your own best lover, relishing a new prime. Plant a tree in springtime. Dance without all hindsight. Bring the sun to twilight. Lift you up, whoa. Lift you up, whoa. Lift you up, whoa. Lift you up. Lift you up. Mommy, stop crying. Mommy, stop crying. You're disturbing the peace.